0: This conference is all about bringing together that powerful triumvirate, people, capital, and ideas. In 2015, the Paris Climate Accords set the target of limiting global warming to well below two degrees. To reduce the disastrous effects of climate change, we need a whole economy approach. Business, government, and finance working together, taking swift action to reduce emissions supporting and championing the innovators in cleantech, promoting leadership that sees decarbonisation as an opportunity, an opportunity for innovation, an opportunity for global collaboration, an opportunity to build a better world for the future generation. The people here today, the people driving this change. Welcome to Innovation Zero. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and it, it really is a pleasure to be here speaking at the first Innovation Zero Congress, and I'm told that around 10,000 people have registered for this event, which is testament to the organisers, but it's also proof of how many people are invested in the issue that we're all here to talk about today. And that is, of course, the issue of net zero clean technology. And there can be no doubt about where the future of our economy is heading. The whole world is racing to decarbonise. It's just a case of how quickly we can get there and how we can make sure all of society benefits from that transition. So as the United Kingdom's Deputy Prime Minister, I just wanted to talk a little bit about what we're doing in government right now to support green growth across the entire country and how we are positioning the UK right where it belongs as the natural home of green ingenuity, green innovation and green investment. Now, If this conference was being held 10 or 20 years ago, speakers would be standing right here on this stage, excitedly predicting the imminent arrival of the next industrial revolution. But today, that green revolution is officially underway. And as it turns out, it's happening in our industrial heartland in many of the places that have powered Britain to prosperity in the past. A century ago, miners in Blythe in Northumberland were digging their way deep under the North Sea in search of coal seams. Today, a new generation of workers clock into the town's offshore energy renewable catapult, where they spend the day experimenting with wind-powered energy. Just as those shipwrights of Hull created many of the great vessels of the Victorian age, today, workers in the city's Siemens Gamesa factory are constructing blades for wind turbines that will help power the country. And just as the lives of people in the village of Carrack in Cornwall were once intertwined with their local tin mine, today, they're proud to share their home with the UK's first geothermal plant. Now, this Green Revolution is being replicated and repeated up and down the country, from Northern Ireland to the Midlands, from the Celtic Sea right up to the east coast of Scotland. And we as a government are making sure that no one is left behind in this new frontier. In fact, as a result of government policies and spending, we estimate That in the last three years, over 80,000 green jobs are being created across the UK economy. Now, our task now is to push on to the next level. The technologies that will allow us to overcome climate change and reach net zero already exist. Now, we need to bring down their costs so they can be deployed at scale. Now, if we can do that, there is a huge prize to be won. McKinsey estimates that the supply of net zero goods and services could be worth one trillion pounds to UK businesses by 2030. It really is worth repeating that number, one trillion pounds. However, in order to achieve that goal, we in turn will require unprecedented levels of investment. An additional 50 to 60 billion pounds each year throughout the coming decades. And it's clear that in today's world, where there is fierce competition for every pound in global finance, we won't attract that capital by sitting around and waiting for it to fall into our laps. We have to continue pitching The United Kingdom as a land of green opportunity. Now, the good news is we really are off to an incredibly strong start. We've already committed to policies and ambitions that will leverage around £100 billion of private investment. That is money that will finance new industries and innovative low carbon technologies, and which in turn is expected to support up to 480 thousand green jobs by 2030 and we're working hard in a host of other ways to ensure that the uk is in a winning position with a winning proposition for investors we're developing a strong green industrial base across the country in tribute to our rich manufacturing and engineering heritage building on those cotton mills and coal mines of the past Freeports are now a big part in this process, and those will be hubs that are dotted around the country, acting as beacons of trade and investment. And in a number of cases, that trade and investment will be solidly green. So for example, let's take Harwich and Felixstowe, known as Freeport East, that will become the base for manufacture and rollout of offshore wind and a new hydrogen hub, Humber, will build on the region's existing strengths, including in the fields of renewable energy and advanced manufacturing, and indeed new sites in Scotland are expected to bring forward almost 11 billion pounds of public and private investment, in turn, creating over 75,000 new high-skilled jobs. But of course, we're looking outwards too. We want to make sure that when a British-based business develops the next carbon-busting tech on these shores, they can sell those green goods and services to global markets. And again, there is a huge opportunity to be seized here. By one estimate, UK's low-carbon economy could deliver up to £170 billion of export sales annually by 2030 and over 500 billion by 2050 but beyond the economic benefits both the prime minister and i are staunch believers in the merits of trade as an intrinsic good trade doesn't just benefit the businesses and investors here in the uk raising living standards across our country what it also does is helps bring down the cost of green goods services and technologies across the whole world, and that in turn accelerates the uptake of the benefit for the entire planet. Just take one great illustration of this, lithium-ion batteries. They are a perfect illustration of that power of global commerce. Their cost has fallen by 97% since they first became commercially available in 1991. Now that advance simply would not have been possible without open and free markets the driving force across the world of ever greater innovation and improvements and that's why one of the government's main priorities is to knock down those barriers that stand in the way of market access and ensure that we continue to sign up brilliant free trade deals with countries across the world. And I pay tribute to many people in government who have achieved that, including the Right Honourable uh, Liam Fox, who sits in the front row here, who did a fantastic job when he was Trade Secretary, kicking off that process. And that's why just over 100 days ago, we created the Department for Business and Trade, or DBT, and another one of those wonderful Whitehall uh, acronyms. But what, what we mean by doing that is making sure that every part of that department everything it does is about creating growth and stimulating trade and i know that some members of the dbt team are here today and i'm sure that if you grab them and they'll make themselves available to you they'd be delighted to talk with you about how your businesses can work with governments make sure that we succeed together and between the prime minister the chancellor and i i want to reassure all of you that we are totally committed to restoring and building this nation's economic stability now of course we have faced a difficult year but we do have a clear plan and we're following that plan and the plan is working we are starting to turn a corner just look yesterday at what you may have heard from the IMF It raised its growth forecast for the United Kingdom for the third time this year alone. Our long-term growth prospects, according to the IMF yesterday, are now stronger than in Germany, France, and Italy. This morning, you will have seen that we saw a significant fall of inflation, again, another key part of our plans. We have become now the world's third trillion dollar tech economy, We are third only to the US and China. We've built the largest life sciences sector in Europe. And our stock of foreign direct investment is now worth over $2 trillion. And what's going on here today, the clean green tech revolution, is another essential component of that future growth story for our country. This sector is a core priority for us. And this government is unashamedly pro-business. We want to work with you, strengthen, develop, and advocate this sector. And it's why events like this are so important. And I've seen it just as I briefly walked in today, and I see it in front of me today, and in the stands in this uh, magnificent building, the sheer vibrancy already of this sector. And that's what makes me incredibly optimistic about the prospects for this sector, and that in turn makes me incredibly optimistic about the prospects for the United Kingdom and indeed the whole global economy. But while I've spent a lot of time in the past few minutes talking about what the government's doing, of course, there is a final component to all of this, an essential component, an essential part of the puzzle, and that, of course, is all of you, the businesses, the investors, and the policy makers. This conference is all about bringing together that powerful triumvirate, people, capital, and ideas. And the UK has always been a fertile environment for those three elements. We're home to some of the best universities in the world. We attract the smartest brains on the planet. And indeed, in an off-quoted statistic, which is true, that a third of all Nobel Prize winners have studied here in the United Kingdom. And indeed for centuries we have been and remain one of the most attractive places in the world to invest. And the Prime Minister, the Chancellor and I are determined it stays that way. So I'd urge all of you to take advantage of this moment. I've no doubt that your conversations today will help secure a greener, more prosperous future for our businesses, our nations, and indeed, the world. Thank you very much for coming. To register your interest in attending, exhibiting, sponsoring, or speaking at Innovation Zero 2024, please go to www.innovationzero.com. We look forward to meeting you at Olympia in London on the 30th of April and the 1st of May 2024.